This week is World Space Week, being celebrated this year under the theme Satellites Improve Life. And to find out more about how satellites are used in the telecommunications industry, we're speaking to Mr. Barney Haramsa, the Group CEO, Paratus Africa. Hello, Mr. Haramsa. Hello, David. How are listeners? Uh, how are you? Good, thanks. So, uh, to, to start us off, um, unlike being tied to a landline, satellite technology means that you can now basically be contacted anywhere. In fact, I understand that you and I are speaking today through the use of a satellite phone. Mm, David, um, like I said, I'm at a remote location right now. I've got two, I've got two satellite connections set up on this side. Actually, two VSAT connections, connection uh, installations. On one of them, I'm using my 083 number to talk to your 084 number. And um, this from, from this little uh, VSAT station here, it connects to the Earth station in Vintuk thereby named our training center next to the highway and then plugs into the network in Vintuk. And uh, a total round trip time of uh, this call from here to the satellite then down to Earth at, uh, in Vintuk and then back up to me again takes about 600 milliseconds. But the quality is not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. But I mean, you're not using one of those big brick-type phones that we're used to seeing when people mention satellite phones. Mm-mm, no, 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 no. So, yeah, so that, by definition, that is a, cell, um, a satellite phone, correct? But in this case, you're talking about normal IP-related traffic. So this is uh, IP connection here on the LAN. This LAN is connected to the V and the VSAT talks to Vintage. So I'm, I'm making with a, a cordless phone um, that sits on my Wi-Fi, uh, which is configured to the PABX. Um, I'm making a, a normal call, a normal telephone call, over satellites in this case. Speaking of satellites, I mean, satellites have also come a long way since the days of Sputnik, and there, I mean, there are many, many different kinds of, of satellites now. Uh, which are the types of satellites used in your industry that we're talking about here? At the moment, we use uh, geosynchronous orbit satellites, um, also referred to as geostationary satellites. Um, we connect to about seven, uh, seven of them that's in orbit right above the equator. The height above Earth, the altitude above Earth or above the equator is 35,700 kilometers. Let's just say roughly under 36,000 kilometers. The reason why we call them geostationary or geosynchronous is that um, at that altitude, um, they rotate around the Earth in orbit the same speed as the Earth would rotate. That means if you're sitting at a fixed point on the planet, anywhere in the planet, and you're pointing towards that satellite that sits more or less uh, above the equator in its parking space, and uh, that that Earth orbit and uh, Earth's rotation is the same, it means you can stay at a, at a fixed point in space, in outer space. So your little antenna that you've got at your business or at your house, um, that little VSAT antenna, it could be 90 centimeters in diameter, it could be 1.2 uh, meters in diameter, points directly to the satellite, and then it beams down to Earth, to the Earth station, but yeah, that remains at a fixed position, and that's why we call them geostationary. Yeah, and we, uh, like I mentioned, 600 milliseconds total round trip time for the data to transmit from here to the satellite to Earth and then back again, full power. Bandwidth, not too bad. You know, we can, on our dab links, on, depending on which satellite it is, uh, we can get between 25 and 35 megs down. Let's average out on 30, and then on up, in other words, where I'm sitting now, I'm t- transmitting towards you or to the satellite and then down. Um, we're talking four megs up. And yeah, that's mostly what we use right now. Uh, geostationary satellites uh, that talks to four of our Earth stations um, on the planet. So you're talking about about bandwidth there. I mean, these, these aren't just used for telephone calls. Then obviously these are, you can also use them for internet connectivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the most... Uh, well, 
I think uh, probably nowadays people use them mostly for internet because you can do everything over the internet, right? So this satellite, remember this VSAT station at your business or at your house that sits your, um, in your backyard. The satellite there in orbit, um, its only purpose is that of being a mirror. So it relays the signal coming down to Earth and then when you transmit back, it is, it's a medium through which the signal passes. So it brings you that internet signal. It, it, it's because of the curvature of the Earth. We can't go a straight line, you know, um, further than a certain distance. Um, when we're pointing antennas, maybe 70 kilometers, I think is about a, a good average where we start getting trouble. So because of the curvature of the Earth, we use satellites to communicate. So we can first go up 1,000 kilometers in one direction and then down again, again 1,000 kilometers off the center of the Earth to a different location. But you can do everything over the Internet. But also, um, there's still applications in use, uh, corporate systems or in our systems, that would access a database, for example. So if I had to access a database from here back home, it would be database access. For that, the latency could be a little bit higher, or it, perhaps it's a little bit too high. Um, but for, for straightforward Internet, um, 600 milliseconds is not a problem. As long as you've got ample capacity available, your your pipe, your 25 megs down or your 20 megs down is not saturated, then the internet will still be a lovely experience and your YouTube will arrive seamlessly in on your screen with, you know, uh, good quality and only a few milliseconds late, but with your naked eye can't pick up. Uh, but, but the geosynchronous or geostationary satellites, is that a, a sort of slightly older satellite technology? They talk these days about low Earth orbit satellites? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the way, that is still the original format in which we do it. We've, we've, got, another, we've got another type of Earth station, which we call inclined orbit station. Uh, but, you know, we can talk about that a different day. That's when we move the satellite just a little bit out of its parking spot against the equator, uh, over the equator, move it out of its parking space and fill the gap with a new satellite. But then it's not exactly in its rightful position anymore. Then we need to track the satellite from other Earth with, with the Earth station. But, you know, um, that's not widely in use. You can talk about LEO, low Earth orbit satellites. That, that is going to be the new thing. Um, we've been waiting for, for some time now. Over the past four or five years, we've been closely involved with a few technology companies that's been looking at low Earth orbit satellites. What it means is that instead of the satellite sitting parked there, one, one specific satellite sitting there parked over the equator, um, you're talking about multiple, a lot of satellites that sits at low orbit between 500 and 2,000 kilometers above Earth. Not 35,000 or 36,000 above Earth, but only between 500 and 2,000 kilometers above Earth. But a multitude of satellites that's in a mesh configuration. So, you know, in, in, in various blocks. But now because at that, or at that low altitude uh, above Earth, the rotation and, and, and the Earth orbit is completely not the same speed. So what happens is your signal then gets handed over to the next satellite that comes over your position. So you would be pointing right up into the sky with not even a big antenna like your VSAT antennas like, that you need for, for geostationary. But this would typically be the size of an box and that talks to the satellite right above you but as that satellite passes on you pick up the signal of the next satellite that comes in it, it ends over and then you fix two things you, number one you fix on you fix the input cost significantly because you don't need to invest so much anymore at your remote location uh, for you know in your backyard at the on top of your roof for that installation this is now just a smaller much smaller antenna that can talk to that satellite up there and then 
the other thing is the second advantage is lower latency. So when we were talking about 600 milliseconds on the geostationary satellites, we're talking about approximately maybe just over 100 milliseconds when we're talking to low orbit satellites, low Earth orbit satellites. Just because the distance is now so much closer, it's not that vast distance anymore that the signal must travel. And then also third advantage, major advantage, is, is broadband type capacity. So significantly more per user that you can get out of the LEO orbit satellites compared to what you can get now on your on your new station satellite. What kind of time frame are we looking at? You're saying that this is the new thing. Uh, when do LEO satellites take over completely? Like I said, we've been in um, discussions and meetings and also testing, testing with, with some companies. Uh, we've also been investigating some locations in the southern hemisphere to put some of these air stations, much more complicated air stations compared to what we have now, um, to talk to the mesh of LEO orbit satellites above us. But various companies, unfortunately, some of them, you know, didn't push through yet. Um, some of them are still way behind. Some of them just fallen away, unfortunately. But yeah, this is new. Um, if we had to guess, uh, we would probably put our money on SpaceX that would get this right or be first to get it right and be able to offer the services commercially. You know, I would like to say another two years, but it could be it could be slightly less or slightly more. But yeah, we, we've been waiting and we've been involved in, 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 in this setup for the past four or five years. You mentioned SpaceX there, and obviously uh, Elon Musk having originally come from, from South Africa, but just talking to you now, I mean, and th- this, is, this is groundbreaking stuff, or at least to me it sounds like it's groundbreaking stuff, and it's amazing that I think often we sit in Namibia and we think, well, you know, we, we're so far behind but but here we are right at the cutting edge look when you when you're talking about technology ict technology and whatever we use on our network whether it's on the ground or in, in space that technology is the same whether we're using it on this continent or whether we're using it on another continent and that technology is the same whether we're using it up in the sky and you need to be on top of the technology game and it's the same equipment same technology that we're using so the skills that we have in Namibia or you're on the African continent, those skills are highly developed and, you know, they can do the job on, on the entire network, wherever they're located. It's, it's people that are highly skilled. You need to be skilled in, in the science. It doesn't matter where you where you live. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Arms. It was, it was great chatting to you. Thank you, David, for the opportunity.